let me be clear. Life already fucking is hard with pain and sickness and economic and social issues. Why do we want to make it even harder with this nonsense? And we're given three, three gifts. And that's literally all we're given, man, is the gift of life. And if you don't think life is a gift, we need to talk. The gift of choice and the gift of death. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos, and our mission, our mission is to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose. I've gotten a lot of questions about that. If you want to know what that means, because it's a big mission, if you want to know what that means, why I emphasize the B, hit me up on Instagram, at Mental Purpose Podcast, literally. Just DM me and say, hey, what does that mean? I got a really cool explanation, right? That's my mission. That's our vision. That's exactly what we're doing. That's our job. That's what we do right? And that's who we are. So today's episode is all about being legendary, being legendary, very operative, right? And creating legacy, being legendary and creating legacy. My guest, Tommy Breedlove, he is, dude, we got, you guys, we have so much fun on this episode. We are laughing from the first minute that we got on the phone with each other or on the call. Then I hit record because we started going right into it. So you guys are going to love this. So listen, before we get started, thank you. Gratitude is always important to me. I do it first thing in the morning. Literally, when I wake up, I say gratitude because I woke up. I start my day with gratitude, and I want to give you guys gratitude every time I get on this microphone because you have helped make us a top 1% podcast in the world. This thing is a powerhouse, and it's purposeful, which is awesome because the mission is aligned. So before we get started, before I tell you about Tommy, a couple little things I want to share with you. One. Make sure you go to mentalpurposepodcast.com or ianlobos.com, all right? The second thing that you're going to find is the Mental Purpose Facebook community, not the podcast community. The men, it's just Men on Purpose community on Facebook, and it is full access that you're going to get to this ecosystem that we built of all things on purpose, including weekly coaching. We're going to do webinars. We're going to do tips. And honestly, I think the most important thing is a network, a purposeful network of people that are actually on purpose. I've been in networks and masterminds before that just are not on purpose. They're just not. They're not. People are pretending to be on purpose and they're talking like they are. But when it comes time to take an action, they're not. So in our community, by the way, open to men and women, it's just on purpose purpose and that's what we're asking you to commit to you want to actually level up your life if you want to become the person you want to be if you want to get to where you want to go being all purpose is the way you do that right so get to get out to that i mean you can do it from facebook too but the link's on the website so you might as well just go go there check out the show notes check out the bios on all the different guests but the like-minded people the network the mastermind that's going to be really crucial for you. So last thing, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Mental Purpose Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Hit that up. And if you're so kind, write us a five-star review. This thing is, is gaining steam every single episode, every single day because you guys support it. And that's it. So here we go with Tommy Breedlove. The guy is fire. He is freaking amazing. I love this dude. And we have so much fun. And by the way, spoiler alert, I might cry on this episode. I might. Uh, you got to stay tuned. You're going to have to listen to it, which, by the way, you're listening to the intro, so you're in. You're committed. Let's go. Go all the way. Listen, here's the thing. Tommy Breedlove is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book Legendary. He's a business and relationship and mindset coach, and he's fe- featured as a keynote speaker at global events all over, obviously, global. 
Tommy started his 20-year corporate career at one of the largest financial consulting firms in the world. He talks about that on the episode. And he eventually became a shareholder, shareholder and international practice leader and a member of the board of directors. But at the top of his career, he experienced a transformational moment that inspired him to walk away from the corporate world to change his life and to follow his calling or his purpose, right? His mission, like I'm, ta- like I'm doing. And we talk about that. We share intimate details of the breakdown and the gutter that we fell into and the low lows and the pain points that drove us to getting on this mission. Tommy now serves clients and audience everywhere by empowering them to build and live legendary lives. And that's what he's going to do today. And I'm just so excited to share this with you because as a part of my mission, as a man on purpose and to guide other men and women to be on purpose, sharing somebody like Tommy Breedlove today, it's, I mean, I said at the end of the episode, like I am so freaking blessed. I'm so blessed that I I get to be on this path that gives me true fulfillment and knowing the hundreds of you reach out to me every week, just knowing that you're there listening and gaining something from this. It's what I need. It's all I need. I just, that's the, that's the only course correction I need to know. If you're not gaining anything, then I probably should change some shit up because you are, we're going to keep rolling and we're going to magnify this one day. I'm going to get to two episodes a week because you guys are, you're demanding it. And that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Tommy, welcome to the Mental Purpose Podcast, my friend. Dude, we're going to have a lot of fun today. I can already tell. Your smile on your face is ear to ear. We're going to have fun today, man. It, we've already had fun. I just wish we would have <laughs> pressed record earlier. So, Ian, what an honor to be here, my brother. I think we were, we were going into content. We're like, we should probably stop talking. <laughs> we, should, we should hit record on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you're, you're uh, in my opinion, you're a pretty exceptional guy. You've got, a, you've got a great story. You've got a great path and trajectory. And you're doing a lot for the world as a man on purpose and for, mm. for other people out there. And, um, and I want to just get into your background, man. I want to, like, where did you tell everybody the, tell everybody the shit you went through and how yeah. you got out of it to build the guy you are today. And then we're going to just map from there. Ian, can I, can I own something real quick, though, man? Please. Because, Please. you know, 10 years ago, I would not have been able to receive that compliment. Yeah. Because I was a closed, non-feeling, didn't-feel-worthy dude. And so I've received everything you just said, so thank you for that, brother. I just want to of own course. that because at the time of my life, I couldn't do it. I'll give you the real quick version because I want, I, I want to make this more about um, the work as opposed to yeah. me. But I grew up south side of Atlanta pretty pretty difficult childhood um suffered a lot of abuse and uh violence especially inside the home and quite a bit outside the home too and unfortunately for me i became what i hated and i became that violence and abuse and instead of being the first person in my family to graduate college and i was scheduled and had scholarships to certain colleges I became what I hated and and committed a violent crime when I was 18 years old. And rightfully so, I was looking at seven years in prison. And that's that's tragic. And luckily, it was dropped to two heavy misdemeanors, but I was sentenced to two years and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. So instead of going to college and getting out, I became (laughs) everything that I didn't like. Really cool story happened there, brother. Is one of the first great men appeared in my life. And his name was Tony. He was an African-American gentleman, decided to step over racial lines and mentor me, hold me accountable. And he called me young blood. He said, young blood, you're not going to become a part of this system. And he was right. 
And through his help, through his guidance, I picked myself up. I went to work in a factory during the day operating a machine, uh, putting myself through community college at night. And one of my most proud moments, and I didn't see it then, is I literally went from a jail cell to a company called Deloitte in three years. And Deloitte's a huge, huge. public accounting and financial consulting firm. Yeah. And being able to do that, uh, you know, I can own the pride of actually doing something great back then. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit, and we're going to get into the meat. Sure. I thought if I just outworked, because I come from pretty humble beginnings, I thought if I made the money, success, power, corner office, shiny suit, fancy watch, pretty girl, that I was going to be happy and fulfilled, right? So that's, that's what I shot for, and I got it. And I didn't stay at Deloitte. I was recruited to other firms, but at 36 years old, I'm not kidding, I have a corner office that was literally just obnoxiously big. The shiny suit, the cufflinks, the power, the money. I'd worked harder than everybody, and I didn't realize why I was scared, alone, miserable. And But it came out in arrogance. It came mm-hmm. out in bigger than life. It came out with a tough guy, important guy, and all that was, all that was nonsense. It was all just fake, trying to, trying to be that little boy who wanted to be seen, heard, loved, and valued. And when the money and power didn't fill me up, man, I literally turned to all of the dark things that men turn to, to hopefully feel valid. And it almost cost yeah. me my life, my marriage, and my firm. I literally woke up in a ditch in downtown Atlanta and said, you know what? I'm not going to die here. This is not going to be me. I'm going to figure out who I am. And that started me on my journey today. And I'll stop there, Ian. That's, that's a little bit about my background, Damn. brother. Well, I got to dig in there, man. We got to dig in a little bit. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, know, I know somebody in their car or wherever they're listening is like, Wait a minute. You went to jail at 19 and then you ended up at Deloitte, which, you know, it's a that's a for anybody that doesn't know, it's a powerhouse firm. Powerhouse, yeah. international, international. Huge. How the hell did you do that? How did you when they saw your resume? Well, one, what did you do for them? Did you start in the mailroom? And two, when they saw your resume as a guy that was incarcerated, I know a lot of I talk to guys that have been incarcerated and they say, you know, my options are limited because I have that on my record. And how did you do that? And they're right. Um, The true answer is, I don't know. I think the right answer is this. A, I was very fortunate that my felonies were dropped to misdemeanors. Got it. Okay. I was B, fortunate that it was 1995 and 1996, and I just don't think they did any background search on me. (laughs) And the truth, I'm just being honest. I I, I really, the truth is I don't know. But however, here's what I do know is when I got to the University of Georgia, it was like going to Oz. I'd never seen a place of learning and happy people and kids driving BMWs. Man, I had a 91 Topaz with no hubcaps when I got there. (laughs) But I knew it was an opportunity not to be in the factory and not to be in jail. And so I had a lot of fun, but I also worked my butt off. And I was one of the top people in my class. I was in every business fraternity and honors fraternity. And I was in this, this very elite, because of my grades, accounting program that literally Pricewaterhouse, Ernst & Young, Deloitte, all these big fancy names. And I didn't know who the hell these names were four years before. Yeah. Hell, I, was, I came from South Atlanta, man. Um, <laughs> they all were like in a battle to recruit me because of how that's hard cool. I worked in college. So I think that's how I got the job. And, you know, the Deloitte HR department's probably like, how the hell this guy slipped through? Um, but yeah, so the truth is, I don't know, but I think that's why. Yeah. 
And I started so in the financial consulting and audit world. So I started, you know, in the, I didn't start in the, it would have been a much better story if I started in the mailroom, by the way. It was. <laughs> it's still a cool story, man. <laughs> uh, what about, I, I want to go back to something else too that you mentioned, which was basically outwork. I've been in that position before and, and not to my dad's fault, but that's what he was taught. Generationally, we were taught that. And, and a little bit later in this interview, we're going to talk about legacy because I want to bring that up almost with all you, all the powerful dudes purposeful fuck powerful purposeful dudes that we mm. have on here i want to talk mm. about what legacy means to you so we're going to bring that up later on but my dad my dad did an amazing job teaching me about business and life and and it, and it still wasn't as complete as possible and i don't think any parent can teach their kid the complete thing the world has to teach you some shit too Amen. but i learned to hustle i learned to outwork everybody it was come in earlier stay later work weekends because that's how you get ahead. And that's not what he taught me, but that's what he taught me. Because subsequently what he didn't teach me because he didn't know himself. So again, no fault of his except for the fact that he didn't take action to go learn it was that work, power, success, money, that was the escape from the fear I felt of being a nobody or being overlooked or not loved or whatever it was. And that was a huge revelation for me. And I heard that while you were describing your story about outworking everybody. That's a hard habit to break, dude. How did you break that habit? Uh, pain is the, the yeah. answer. And the habit is just like, I, I think you just summed it up, man, is yeah. I never felt like I belonged. Yeah. I always yeah. felt like that Southside white trash kid in a world that was just so above me. And so I thought if I outworked them, outcompeted them, outsmarted them, that I would work my way into being worthy. And the problem is, is worthiness never comes from the outside. It comes from the inside. No. And so I was, you know, I didn't have any self-confidence, self-respect. I was afraid. I was alone. And that's what I was taught as a young puppy. And I'm not, I'm not here to be the emotionally vomit or be a victim. But it wasn't until I got in that ditch that I realized this lifestyle, this working 90 hours a week was coming not only at my expense, my wife's expense, my employee's expense, but my friendships and life. And I, I knew at that moment, brother, I was close to losing everything, including my life. Hmm. And I realized, I, I don't know if it was a God moment, a universe moment, a Tommy moment, that little boy, I don't know what it was, man. But what I do know is, is I didn't like it. And I didn't want to be afraid, alone, and regretful anymore. And I just realized, now I'm a money person. I think money is important. Yeah, um, I grew up in that world. But it, it will not bring you fulfillment, happiness, and worthiness. It will not. And I wanted to go find it. So I think it was literally pain. Hmm. And I don't want, you know, one of the reasons I do this is I don't want people to have to get that low to yeah. know that life can be lived as opposed to, you know what I'm saying? That we, we need to live our lives and not the stories we tell ourselves. And so that's one of the reasons I do this, brother. Does everybody have to go through that pain? You think everybody I has to go not. through that rock bottom? I hope not, too. I, I, I hope not. But here's the yeah. thing, and I'll speak on men. And this is data. This is not men. We crave respect, power, and status. And we think, and you know what, why we crave all that is because we want to get laid that let's just be, own, let's own that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, because you know, throughout our modern history, the person with the most power status and money got the hottest thing. 
Um, and we, well, that's what we crave, and we fear embarrassment. And so we'll do anything yeah. to get those. And um, what we really need is more intimate relationships with friends and families. We, need, we, we want and need more sex in our lives. Let's just own that. But truthfully, at the end of the day, yeah. we need more self-confidence, self-courage, self-love, and self-respect. And we go about it in all the wrong ways. Not everybody, but the data says most men. Yeah, powerful stuff you just said, man. I, I think about it in terms of my own struggle, and I remember, and it still scares me. It actually, actually makes me a little, like, brings up some emotion in me when I, it was like 2012, before I start, or when I started my real estate business, I left my dad's business, and I remember my, I hadn't paid my mortgage in two and a half years. I, I figured out a little loophole. Uh, thank you, PNC. I really appreciate you for that, honestly. <laughs> Hopefully we won't get sued I, for I PNC was, I, and Deloitte. <laughs> no, no, no. So, trust me, I fucking paid that back. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I I paid notes. But it's okay. It's okay. Like, But I remember one night, um, two things happened. One night, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, how the fuck am I in this position? I was a millionaire. I, I had so much money and success in my mid-20s. Like, how the fuck am I here when I'm 30 years old? I'm serious. Like that was my thought process. And, and I want to, I want to encourage everybody out there who is not living the life as who they want to be, or they are not where they want to be. Ask yourself those questions. Is this really it? Is this really all there is to life? Am I really who I want to be? Why the hell is this happening to me? And why is it happening? Like, what's it happening for me for? And so I kept, I kept asking that and dude, three o'clock every morning I get, I get processed servers, people suing me, the bank trying to serve me banging on my door and I remember the pain and the anxiety and the panic I would feel and I didn't want my wife to wake up because I didn't want her challenged but then the bank finally said hey we're, we're, we're auctioning your property in three weeks get out damn. and I was like Fuck. damn brother and I remember that feeling watching my wife packing up our condo um, and it was like I did I was crying inside because I didn't want to show her weakness and that's another thing we probably talked yeah, about brother. vulnerability and I, I remember looking at her and thinking at the time, I never want her to feel like this again. She was crying, and I was, I was an asshole, a terroristic person, and so selfish and self-centered, not in a good way. And I remember saying to myself, she'll never feel like this again. I'll never fucking let her wonder where the next dollar is coming from. That drove me to build a seven-figure real estate business. But what I learned through that business was it wasn't, it wasn't the exterior. It wasn't the fact that... I didn't want her to feel like that again. I never wanted to be that guy again that made her feel that way, that put her in that position and did not hold a space of support and compassion and, and service to her. Damn, that dude, that chokes me up. Yeah, about me, that. I mean, it's beautiful, though. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, how, how beautiful I, is that? I wanted to be a... Sucks yeah. that you had to go through no, it to it, get it's, there, it's, but it's, it's huge. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're here today talking about this in service to other Amen. men and, and people who listen out there because we went through that. So I learned through that experience that it wasn't about the situation and how it made her feel. It was about the fact that I wasn't the man that she needed me to be. Not the provider, the fucking supporter, yes. the compassionate man, husband, partner that, I needed her, that she needed me to be. And that was a huge lesson learned. That was a rock bottom for me, man. And that was a rock bottom. I and they never it. took the house, by the way. you know what word is coming to my brain? is safety. There was no safety. Yeah. Externally or no. internal, there was I no felt. safety. That's just what keeps coming up for me. Yeah. Sure. And that's why I asked you that. 
does everybody have to go through that rock bottom or can people can people change now even though they haven't hit rock bottom can they make those shifts without that 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 major pain and driving force in your opinion the the hundred percent answer that is 100 percent correct is yes 99 of 100 won't yeah. um because change, change yeah, oh yeah, sucks of course of course and I wish it didn't <laughs> right. take pain to make people change. But what doing what we've always done or what was taught to us or what we've surrounded ourselves with is fucking easy. And change is hard. It's really hard. And people, it focuses, you know, people like to blame society, culture, politicians, and be victims and judgmental and angry and worried. And that is a choice. It is literally a choice to be pissed off, miserable, unhappy, and chasing more and win. And men love to chase more and win. And we never catch it because it's a ghost. But the truth is, yes, we don't have mm-hmm. to hit rock bottom. We don't have to, you know, be having our house taken away and our, our wives feel unsafety. And let me own this. You know, I knew I was really not the man I wanted to be when my wife looked me in the eye and says, you've taken my light away. You can't unhear that. Hmm. You cannot unhear that. Fuck. But what I did do is make a choice to work on my inner game and outer game to give her safety, to give her love and to do my best. And here's the truth is what I want men to hear from you and I is they're not alone. And women, you're not alone. We all have our demons, fears, insecurities, unhappiness, unworthiness. We got this voice inside our head that says we suck. We all do. We all have it. And let's own it, but go find the nearest mirror. It's the problem and the solution. And will you be that one person who will make a fucking change in their lives to be more peaceful, less stressed, more happy? And I hope you make all the money your heart desires. Because if you're a good human being, you'll make great impact with that money. If you're an asshole, it's just going to magnify that assholeness. So I'll, I'll stop there, brother. <laughs> I feel some fire coming through that mic, brother. Got coffee going, my man. <laughs> Holy shit! You know, dude. Every 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 word you just spoke allows me clearance and clarity to know that I'm on the right mission. Like every interview I do, bringing this type of information through by powerful dudes like you, purposeful, powerful, positive dudes like you, they just, it, it, it's, that, that mission is aligned. And, the, and people are getting something of real value from that. Dude, what you just said, and I, I mapped it because I'm writing all notes, 15 minutes to 1641 in 1 minute and 41 seconds. That was, that was, that was a bomb, man. That was a Thank big you, bomb. Thank you, brother. I and that. I think really love that. And, and you talked about power of choice in there, so which is super important. hard to look really perfect. Important. And we humans, we're just a fluttering mess. But what are we going to do with that mess? And what are we going to do with each other and connect and inspire and be authentic? I'm not talking about emotionally vomiting on people, but being who you are and asking for help. That's what we're doing right here, brother. Go back to that power of choice, man, because that piece right there will free you. And it literally is second to second, minute to minute, hour to hour is your choice. And there's too many people, and we saw it in the election, no matter who you wanted to vote, who you were voting for, or who you were backing, we saw so many people that were so fucked up and so at, yes. at war in their own head, and then subsequently outside, 
because of a, a choice that other people wanted to make or a choice that they were making that they had to force on others. And I got, I got sick of that, man. I cut 572 people out of my life for that type of shit on social media. 572 between October and December. 572. I don't want you to force your opinion on me. I want you to enroll me in what's possible, but don't force that shit. Let me make my own decision because the more you force it, you're just, a, 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 you're just making me a victim if I have to make a decision based off of your force, and I don't like that. So let's talk and about choice. Cause, and your fear, yeah, totally. And, and then I'm making a decision based on scarcity because I want to be your friend, and I don't want to keep having these conversations. So, oh, yeah, man, I voted that way so we can stay friends. Fuck that, man. No way. No <laughs> Fuck way. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so with you, man. I'm so with you. And people power are craving wisdom. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the power of choice. And here's the thing for all you people out there: um, Are you being a puppet, or are you are you sharing opinions or wisdom? Right. And wisdom comes from the scars, pain. And we, nobody wants your opinion. No one cares. Um, and are you just are you just parroting what someone else has said? Or are you sharing some real wisdom and some real life lessons? And so here here I think I believe this. And all my heart and soul is we're given three gifts in this life. And let me be clear, life already fucking is hard with pain and sickness and economic and social issues. Why do we want to make it even harder with this nonsense? <laughs> yeah. And we're given three, three gifts. And that's literally all we're given, man, is the gift of life. And if you don't think life is a gift, we need to talk. The <laughs> gift of choice yeah. and the gift of death. And that last one sounds crazy, doesn't it? But we're not perfect. We're not immortal. And all of us have one thing in common. We're all going to, we're all going to be warm food soon enough. Yeah. And so let's talk about the gift of, and, and knowing we're not immortal and this life is preciously short. Why are we going to make it harder on ourselves chasing winter more or given some negative opinion that we probably aren't too, we're ignorant of anyway. So let's talk about choice. Yeah. Every moment of every day, especially the people listening to this podcast, there are societies out there where they limit the choice, but even the great Viktor Frankl, I don't know if you've read Man's Search for Meaning. Oh, yeah. It is one of the greatest yeah. books of all time. The whole thing is the gift of choice. And he was in the worst scenarios ever, and he chose to live it with dignity and integrity. How great is that? And you have a choice every single day to choose light or dark, happiness or fear gossip or truth. I mean, these are just simple, simple choices. And we've got to remind ourselves to choose the light over dark, choose wisdom over opinion, choose love over fear. It's just a simple choice to make this life livable because it's not if life happens, it's when, and why do we need to make it hard on it, on ourselves? Cause we don't, it's the best it's ever been literally in the history of humankind. It's the best it's yes. ever been. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so it's really one no. of the, it's, it's use the gift, whether you call it God, universe, whatever you want to call it, soul, spirit, karma, yin, yang. I don't care what you call it, but it is a gift. Choose, choose to live your life and not that story you've been told. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, there's a, there's another direction I want to take this. And I wrote something down while you were talking but I want to take this in a different direction because when you talk about story, I, I did a Facebook Live. By the time this comes out, it'll be a couple months ago, about the power of story. 
When I bought this podcast, I told myself a story that I don't know if anybody's going to hear want to hear from me. I don't know if anybody's going to trust my knowledge or my experience or expertise or me as a coach. And who the fuck wants to hear from me? Who am I? Same bullshit we all face, right? Same stuff. And then I started to tell myself, no, no, dude, this is a story. This is a total made-up meaning that I'm creating right now in, 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 the, in the ether. That shit's not real. It's in my brain based on my traumas and conditions and past programming from shitty school. And I went to some good schools, but, the, you know, they, they're programming. That's fine. That's all right. That's their thing. Always. But you, you said something about making that, making meaning, right, and telling yourself these stories. And I want to dive into that for a second because that's something that people need to hear every single episode is that the, it is your choice. I love how you put that, man. Life, choice, and death. Death is the release of the pain, and that's why, like, don't take that for granted. Death is the release of the pain that you're probably feeling for most of your life, dealing with your stories, your choices you're making, and the meaning you're making of shit. Give us a give, just just talk about that for a second. So the the choices are yours. We know that it's your power. Nobody can make you do anything. It's all on you, and the meaning that you make up around the shit that happens to you that is your choice too. It's one hundred percent on you. Yeah, so good. And um, here's here's the sad part. But he, I'm going to give you the, the 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 good and the bad. The sad part, and in, including the two men on this podcast is the story we tell ourselves is mostly a lie. Mm -hmm. um, from parenting to religion to schooling to media to social media, 99% of what comes into our hearts, our minds, our eyes, and our ears is poison. It's like literally drinking poison all day long. Mm -hmm. And we start believing the stories that were told to us. But here's the good news. Anything that was programmed into you can be programmed out of you with choice and work. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, in this, here's a crazy stat that I'm just going to throw out. I heard this recently that if you're on Twitter more than three minutes a day, you're 65% more likely to say you have a bad day. How fucked up is that? Wow. Really? Where'd you get those stats? <clears throat> yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't know if crazy. there's any truth to it, but it was, I, it stopped me in my tracks. I don't, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> the whole point of that is from the, the think about the stuff we watch on Netflix and Amazon. Think about the conversations we have with negative people. Think about what's on social media and think about what we were taught. That, that's the stories. These are just stories. And do you want to be the puppet or the puppeteer? You know, do you want to live your life or your story? Because if you live their story, it's negative, it's fear, it's division, it's insecurity, it's worry, and it's war. Because yeah. pain likes pain. Or do you want to put nutrition, love, and goodness, hang out with positive people? read great books, listen to positive podcasts, turn off the war Netflix and turn on something good. Listen, you know, go talk to a friend, get around a fire, fill your heart, mind, eyes, and ears with nutrition and not poison. Mm -hmm. And you will start telling yourself the right story because people think that, you know, what, what people crave connection, they crave authenticity, they crave truth and they crave just to be seen, heard, loved, and valued. And if we cut through the bullshit, that's what we all want. And why are we choosing to listen to all the negativity when we could be choosing to listen, seeing what's right in the world and not what's wrong? So we tell ourselves these stories, 
but we've got to get out of the theater and into the right theater. So we start telling the right stories. Yeah. And, and listen, man, those stories, I believe that they're a hundred percent wrong or a hundred percent false, a hundred percent false because they're just, totally. they're perpetuated and, and, uh, and like, um, and compounded by our experiences. And, and what you mentioned is, is poison and toxicity. Think about, like, dude, have you ever thought about how much poison people put into and into their bodies, through their mouths, into their bodies, into their minds, through their ears and their eyes? Think about those three pieces right there. Those three out of your, what, five? How many senses do you have? Six? Five, five, five senses. Uh, quite a few. <laughs> I was thinking about that movie, Six Sense. <laughs> Three out of your five senses are taken up and being poisoned every day. And so, you know, look behind us. You know, who, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, look behind both Tommy and I. What we have on those shelves are not poison. Yes, that's no. somebody else's opinion of some things. But I can tell you out of all the books, there's probably like, you know, 65 books there. And there's probably, you know, 10 more boxes of books in my closet over here, my office. Yeah. Only five books up there, and I know this for a fact, are business books. The rest are personal development books because I know that if I grow, everything else around me will grow. And if I poison myself with, with hustle and grind and hard, ball-busting, 100-hour-week work by someone else who got successful from that, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to achieve the life I actually want to. And I'm not going to be the husband and I'm not going to be the father and I'm not going to be the man on purpose that I really set out to be. So those That's books right. are fuel for my mind, not poison. Then the other thing that you talked about with, with, toxic, with, with, uh, with poison is you got to fuel your body. You got to fuel your body right. You know, through that, through that mouth, you got to fuel your body right. Have to. Couldn't agree more. It's so interesting. <clears throat> and we've got it backwards is we put business first, family second, and us third. And that's completely backwards. Mm -hmm. In order to be great leaders, we have to lead ourselves. And it starts, it sounds selfish, but it's the most selfless thing you can do. And you just said it and it reminded me of it, Ian, is fuel your body, fuel, fuel your mind, fuel your heart, and fuel your soul with goodness. And self-development books do all of that. Because mm -hmm. it's about leading ourselves. We can't love unconditionally unless we love ourselves. We won't get respect until we respect ourselves. We can't lead others until we lead ourselves. And that starts with putting ourselves first, our family, friends, community second, and business third. And we've just got it backwards. And, you know, it, it, it literally is a simple choice. And, and now with modern technology, with podcast, hell, people will read you their books. All you got to do is put it in your ear, man. It's that simple. And so I'm with you 100%. And, and I heard a saying, it sounds mean, but it's so true. Those who don't read are no better than those who can't. And so with modern technology, if you buy my book, I will literally read it to you. <laughs> yes, it's true. That's true. How could you get any? Like, dude, like, like yesterday I was talking to Mir Bentley about this. And Pat Hyben, one of my great mentors, said to me, I want you to be as lazy as lazy. He goes, dude, you're doing too much shit. You're doing too much shit. And I said, well, how do I be more like you? You look like you're on vacation all the time. And he goes, yeah, and I run 16 companies. And I was like, oh, I, I like that. And he said, you're doing too much shit. I want you to be as lazy as fucking possible. 
And I want you to be as intelligent as possible in the most serving way possible. And that was like a little quadrant that he built. It's like the cash flow quadrant. In the top left, it's, um, and I, I talked about this on the episode the other day, but top, top left is super dumb, super lazy. And the, the, the end quadrant, the one you want to get to, is super lazy, super intelligent, right? As fast and as efficient as possible. And then you can kick back and do your shit. You go on vacation and go chill with your family or do whatever serves your life. Not like not just sitting and watching Netflix for no reason, but being purposeful about that reason, you know. And you remind me, uh, fuel your mind, fuel your body. It's something that I teach my five-year-old daughter. I've been teaching her since she was two years old. When I get up, I didn't teach her this. I showed her this, and that's another thing I want to get your opinion on. I got up. Mm. I drink water with a little salt. I brush my teeth, take a piss, and then do affirmations in the mirror. She watched that. And she started talking in the mirror. And I got a cool video I'll post up on the website of, of a three-year-old little girl standing on a counter, my daughter, screaming into that mirror going, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am powerful. And I was like, and I fucking cried my eyes out oh watching her. Gosh. And I was like, oh, my God, the model, not the verbiage, not the language, but the model, this is empowering this little girl. And so now every morning we do that together. She climbs to bed with me at about by 6 a.m. And she knows she's, she, we will get up together, we'll drink some water, and we'll go back and lay in bed. So we just fueled our body. We just hydrated our body. And now we're going to fuel our minds. And she'll watch motivational videos. She'll watch, you know, to this morning we watched uh, Matthew McConaughey on the Rich Roll podcast. This little girl is not going to be smashed, especially women out there. They're not, she's, she's not going to be, be smashed by the world. Yeah, she's, she's probably going to become a president. Hopefully, God will. <laughs> hopefully, not, hopefully not, man. <laughs> that, by the way, not, to, <laughs> not to spill the punchline, and because I know we're going here later, brother. No, do it. That is legacy. Yeah, man. That yeah. is legacy. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So the, the 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 question is, what can people do to just start taking some small steps now? Because we got guys listening, and women, more women listen to this podcast than men, by the way. But, We've got women and men listening to this podcast who are at the beginning of their journey, who maybe hit rock bottom, and they, they made a choice today to pick up and push play on this podcast. And that's literally as simple as it can be, right? That's what you were describing. Just fucking push yep. play on a podcast that serves you, you know, and, and or pick up Tommy's book. He'll literally read it to you. <laughs> I will literally read it to you on Audible. Yes. So here's – I'm going to give you two to-dos. And, you know, what's great is women and men, we like to think we're really different, but we're not. We all want to be seen, heard, loved, valued, and free. That's literally what we want. We just go about it in all the wrong ways. So it's just, that's right. fine. Let's just own that. Right. So here's what I would recommend. The easiest thing for humans to do is to take that one negative thing out of their life. And I guarantee you the people listening know what that one negative thing is immediately. It's the easiest and quickest fix. And by the way, none of this stuff, you're not going to build muscles without going to the gym. You're not going to unwire fear by not doing the work, not doing affirmations, not doing gratitudes, not doing meditation, not reading, not listening to great. You, you've got to unwire it. But the easiest way to start, what is the one thing that if you eliminated in your life would make uh, a huge difference in your happiness, health, success. Is it not drinking that 10th beer at night? Is it not binging on Netflix? Is it getting rid of that negative Nelly friend that's just constantly dragging you down as an energy vampire? There's one thing in your life that you need to eliminate. And it's effing hard to eliminate it. I'm going to be on that. 
<laughs> but it is by far the fastest fix. Yeah. And this life is preciously short. So the easiest thing for someone to do immediately is to eliminate that one thing. You know what it is. And if you want to know where your biggest, darkest worry, fear, insecurity is, it's the reason why you want to eliminate it. So kind of own that. So powerful. And, the, the, and then you've got to add what we talked about, positivity, positivity in your life. You've got to go to the physical gym, the mental gym, the emotional gym, and the spiritual gym. And you can do all of that in less than an hour and day. And don't give me any bullshit that you're too busy for that because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And it doesn't matter if you're a gazillionaire or you've hit rock bottom. We all have the same 24 hours. We've got to go to the mental, emotional, spiritual gym every day, and we've got to feed ourselves with nutrition. It could be this purpose podcast. It could be reading five pages of a self-development book. It could be doing the affirmations that we talked about earlier. It could be yeah. meditating. It could be praying. It could be a conversation with a great positive friend. But we've got to go to the physical, mental, emotional, because we've got to love ourselves. We've got to respect ourselves. We've got to honor ourselves. We've got to lead ourselves. We have to put ourselves purpose. So take away the one negative and add an hour a day of positivity into your life because we're going to get the negative no matter what we do. It's coming. Mm -hmm. But we've that, the easiest way is to take away, but we also have to go to the gym. And the gym, from our physical, emotional, mental muscles, it pays compounding interest. Yep. And it takes time and patience. But if you work, it works. But you've got to make the choice to do it. So that's what I would say to folks. Uh, it goes back to your power of choice statement from earlier. It literally is just yep. one choice. You know, my, yep. my buddy and one of my best friends, my partner Aaron, and our, and our front runner, um, uh, uh, live events and group coaching. I, I, I've been a swimmer all my life. And I said, man, I'm like, I'm not getting back in the pool. I want to get back in the pool. And he was like, okay, well, do you have a suit? And I said, no. He goes, all right, well, I probably should go buy a suit. Cause you keep thinking about <laughs> swimming all these yards, but you don't even fucking suit. So what are you talking about? Just <laughs> stage one, step one, step one, step one. Right. Unless I love that. Going commando. You got to get a suit. <laughs> no, not in a public pool. <laughs> you know, the, uh, I love the saying, the elevator to success is broken. You've got to take them one step at a time, right? One stairs, one step yes. at a time. I love that saying because it's so relevant and true. And what he said to me was, all right, cool, buy the suit. Bought the suit, got the suit. Cool. All right, what's next? And, dude, I know how to do this shit, but I, I was struggling. I was having some challenge. And he said, well, you have a gym that you go to? You have a pool? And I said, no. And he goes, well, how the fuck can you train in a pool if you don't have a gym membership? And I said, you're right, dude. I wasn't Step thinking two. about it like that. <laughs> Step two. But then here's the cool thing he led me through. And this got my habit built. And I've been, a, I've been almost a professional swimmer my whole life almost. Is, is that I was thinking about the pain of swimming 3,000, 2,000 yards a day. But what, was I, what I wasn't thinking about was the foundation build of the habit of just getting a gym membership and driving to the gym and creating that habit. So what he had me do was get the gym membership, drive to the gym, park, and then leave. Then the next day or next like three days, it was drive to the gym, go check in, and leave. That was it. Swipe your card and walk out. It was weird. Then the next phase was go to the gym, check in, go to the locker room, get changed into your Speedo, then get rechanged in your street clothes and get the fuck out for three days. Then go change Get, dip your feet in the water and then leave. And dude, by that time, my body was so used to the habit and the motion that I dipped my feet in the water the second day. And I'm like, fuck this, man. Get in the water. And I got in the water and swam 
a thousand yards. And awesome. it's that stage up that you're talking about. Like, just make a choice to go to the gym. Like, you don't even have to do pump workouts. You just ride a bike for 30 minutes and listen to a podcast. You did two for the price of one, basically. You know, you get your, your, you your mental more. and your physical gym and probably your, your emotional at that, at that point, too. Because if you're listening to something like this or your audio book, is, it's gonna, it's, there are things, if you're paying attention, there are things in there that are going to knock you on your head fast like a boot to your face and you're like whoa that's the fifth time i've heard that i need to pay attention i'm gonna rewind that and how can you not do that why do people not do that why do people complain about shit and not do anything about it i think it's fear and it's easy And if we get told 24 hours a day on our social media and the effed up news that we have, that you're Mm -hmm. a victim, you're a victim, you're a victim, you're a victim. I don't care if you're right or left. I really do not care. Both sides are telling you you're a victim. You start believing that shit. And that's a story. And you're the puppet, not the puppeteer. And so if you turn that off and participate in your own rescue, go look in the mirror. It's your problem and your solution and make the choice to do something about it. That's on you. You're not a victim. There's no person on a white horse. Politicians just want to get reelected. They don't give two flying shits about you. And go participate in your own rescue because this is a one short life. And here's what I do. I lo- that was genius. If it was a business partner, a coach, or a friend. And, and by the way, I'm in the coaching business, and guess what I have? Coaches. I run masterminds. Yes. Guess what I'm in? Masterminds. Because I want to know my blind yes. spots. I want to be helped. I, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. And I work <laughs> on it every single day. But here's what helps me, by the way. Here's what helps me. Is um, I've thankfully been able to attract a lot of great people into our business and life. And I think it's because of the work, right? I I really think when we do this work, we vibrate energetically differently and we attract those type of people into our lives. But my team, our team loves this work as much as I do. And I don't want my routines, my gratitudes, my affirmations, my prayers, my readings, my meditations. I don't want it to feel mechanical to me because I, I, I'm an F you rules guy. Um, yeah, I get my team like, hey, I'm a little stressed. You want to meditate? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, hey, let's write some gratitudes on the wall. Let's do a reading together. I I bring the community in with me so I can do it. And I do it throughout the day, which helps me recenter too. So that's something that helps me too. So I'll I'll just, but fear, laziness, and easiness. And we're being taught that we're victims. We're being taught to not like Bill across the street because Bill voted differently than me. But I'm like, shit, five days ago, I really liked having a beer with Bill. And now you're telling me to hate Bill because he likes a different pot. That's nonsense. That's a story. And so it's all about choices and turning that stuff off and getting in the right arena. Yeah, man, that's crazy. But that's the agenda, right? And and for the people that think they're out of the agenda that are that are pushing and screaming about the government, it sells advertising, politicians. But that's an agenda. That's still an agenda. That's still they're, they're still running as a puppet. And I mean, I have I have really good friends that I had to I had to cut out because even though they weren't for a certain candidate, what they were talking about with COVID. You know, Matthew McConaughey has a great line, and he said, look, it's, it's, um, it's here. 
It is what it is. If you choose to live on this planet right now, you have to deal with it. The more you kick and scream, like you're just hurting yourself and you're distracting yourself from the shit you could actually serve society or your family or yourself with. Like, stop fucking. Who cares? Like, do you That's put right. a put a ma- put a mask on? Get the fuck over. Put a mask on. Who gives a shit? That's societal rules. Whether it's a conspiracy or or they're trying to kill the plant life by not giving oxygen, whatever bullshit I've heard, just put a mask on. Just put a mask on. Get over your shit. Get over your self-serving little thinking something. Somebody's trying to get you or sabotage you. Whatever. Yeah, put down the fuck you backpack. Right. Put it down. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's killing you. You're drinking your own poison. It's a fuck you backpack. And you're drinking your own poison, by the way. Um, And here's what the agenda is. If you really want to know what the agenda is, let's just speak the truth. It's about making money. They want 100%. you to be scared and divided and worried. So you tune back in. You get addicted to it, and they're making all the money. Turn that shit off and make the money for yourself. That's what my advice would be. 100%. And that goes into legacy, you. man. <laughs> I want to talk about legacy. We're, we're, we're rolling, man. I could, I could talk to you for fucking far five hours. <laughs> well, when you move to, to L.A., I love the weather out there. I'll come out and join you. <laughs> Sick. Sick. All right, we'll do a. You know what we'll do? I'm gonna hold you to that. We're gonna do a live men on purpose from yeah. my house or my office out in L.A. with the windows open in in February because it's just so damn nice. So I'm all let's talk in. About that. And what what one of my <laughs> friends say is buy wind. We got to put the date on. <laughs> oh, fe- February. We got to put the date. Oh, on je- dude, I don't give a shit I'm when done. it is. I will be moved in by August 1st. You are more than welcome to come whenever you want. But let's say by I love it by by January February. 10th. Or sorry, by February 1st of 2022, this will happen. It's immortalized now. It's on it. this podcast. It, it, these recordings yeah, don't now, go anywhere. Now we, we got to own that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm putting it down right here, dude. February 1st meetup. Cool. It's done. <laughs> LA. Done. Meet up with Tommy. Done. And it's starred. I put a star on it. <laughs> I love it. So, um, so legacy. So I want to go back to what we were talking about in the beginning with the guys that are in the hustle world. And by the way, we used to be like probably 90% of those guys that used to be like that, that thinking that we have to hustle to earn the love and to earn the respect. Those guys hate their lives. And those are the guys that we're designed and destined and, and our mission is to help through and out of that life, that, that way of thinking, because it's not a life. It's a way of thinking. That's, that's causing that result. But what legacy does that actually leave except for a shit ton of money? If you even have the money, right? Maybe you, maybe you didn't educate yourself and you blew it all. You didn't invest properly or you didn't save or whatever. But how does someone actually create a legacy that's worthwhile, that, that generations can actually talk about with, with, like, vigor and positivity and where they're excited, like, man, my dad, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, this is what they did for me. Four generations later, like how does someone the, do that? The sad truth. Let me start with uh, the truth of it, and then let's go to what can people do. The truth of it is, usually after two generations, but certainly three, no one's going to remember anything about you. For ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of all human beings on Earth. And so let me give you a big example. Wherever you live, it could be a small town or a big city like New York. 
Go find a building near you, and there is names immortalized probably somewhere in the concrete, on the door, on the side. No one knows who the hell those people are. Not a soul. No one knows who they are. And so, and yeah. by the way, a, a, a fortunate and unfortunate thing about my practice is I happen to deal with some legacy wealth clients, and that usually leaves more scars than it does goodness. And so it's a big pressure. It's a ghost. It's, a, it's really mm. a, an, an issue. So yeah. that's, the, that's the bad news. The good news is, and you, I see purpose on your shirt the good news is this, is every single Mental. human being podcast, on earth has a purpose and it's up to, and it changes during the yeah. seasons of our lives, but we need to use that purpose to leave this beautiful planet, our fellow humans and those who love us better than we found them. It is literally that damn simple. And here's the pro here's another problem is we need to break the chain and it's an unconscious chain of all of the stories that we've been told from our, our parents and our grandparents and our news. And so here's what legacy is. Legacy is breaking the chain and not believing that bullshit that you were taught or not carrying on that negative habit or the things that were, you know, breaking that and going from darkness to light. So that's legacy. Legacy is the young girl doing affirmations in the mirror that God willing, she will run this country one day. Cause we need people like that. Um, mm -hmm. legacy again, it's yeah. really simple and you can do it. You can leave a legacy every single day. Did you make a person's life a little or yes. your own life a little bit better than what it was yesterday? That's legacy because at the end of the day, no one's going to care anyway. But you can make, you know, it's the raindrops turning into oceans. It's the butterfly effect. The butterfly flaps its wings and it turns into a hurricane. If you literally, if your purpose can be micro or macro, it's just making yourself or someone else's life a little bit better, a little happier, a little more joy, a little lightening up. That's what legacy is. That's the truth. Beautifully said. <laughs> taking some notes man beautifully said i want to make sure that every little bomb you drop here i've got the timestamp so my crew can make little snippets and put pu publicize that shit everywhere because that that is that was powerful that was really powerful and it's uh and it's so true because you have to think about more than just yourself you got to think about more than just yourself and you can leave a legacy of money and that's fine but like you said are those people really going to have more problems because you left them with a shit ton of money and, and, and you didn't, you weren't the dad or the mentor or the, the uncle or whatever. And you just, Hey, here's 2 million bucks, like do your thing. And you think that that will make them happy, but all you're really doing is perpetuating your own misery that you just That's lived right. with for however long you were on the planet and the shit you had to do and the sacrifices you had to make, not in a good way, by the way, the sacrifices on the other side of the coin, which are the time with family, the time spent on yourself being selfish, the time at the gym or the, the, the time uh, reading and learning how to do something at a higher level or a, or a more evolved level on purpose. I, 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 I've, I keep thinking about that because, man, that shit was drilled into me. The, the real estate company that I used to work with and nothing against them. They, they were instrumental in my growth um, and development of, of me as a human. But they, they pitched wealth, create generational wealth and legacy through your real estate business, through your sales. 
And I hated that shit because I hated that. I hated having to keep selling to keep banking money for my kids to one day enjoy. And I'm like, that, that can't be right. That's not, that can't be right. There's got to be an agenda in there. And my dad was like, well, of course there's an agenda in there. They make money off of you. It's, it's, <laughs> said, it's the yeah. root of all, all right. of it. The agenda is always money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. So I want to, uh, I want to wrap up because this, this has been exciting. And we are going to meet wait. before February 1st. That is a fact. <laughs> but I want to wrap up with your book, man. Legendary. Like I want to, I want to talk a little bit about. I, I just, I want to talk a little bit about that and what it means to be legendary, and uh, and then, and then, obviously, let's let's end on where people find you and how they can get a hold of you and, and hear more about I'm you. I'm super that grateful that Legendary has become a Wall Street Journal and USA to bestseller. Not because, you know, if I sell a million yep. books, the money I'll make off of that, I might be able to buy you a Starbucks coffee. Um, so it's not about the money part of that. That's just the truth of the publishing industry. Welcome to that. Um, here's yeah. why I chose yeah. the, the title legendary. If Tommy Breedlove said he's legendary and you'd laugh me out of the room. I mean, let's just be, let's just be Frank, but we talked about legacy, right? Legendary and legacy are two different things. Think about Gandhi and Martin Luther King legends, right? They left this world, but it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be about that macro fame. I think all of us have the ability to work at building a legendary life. And the reason I put legendary, it's so aspirational and it seems so out there, but what if we work our ass off to get there? And so it covers all facets of life. How do we reconquer our time? How do we live life with purpose? How do we build towards financial freedom? So the book starts the journey and it's, it's fun, easily readable. Again, I will read it to you if my Southern accent doesn't bother you. Um, but it's, <laughs> I get, I, it, the book takes you through an easy journey of giving you what you want, more time, more money, a bigger network, more freedom. And then it, and then it takes a big turn and gives you what you need, more control of your mindset, your habits, unconditional love for yourself more intimate relationships with your friends and families, understanding the power of choice and living the good life. So God willing, and it's simple, it's fun, it's a good read, and it's actionable. So many books seem so, it's actionable. And I think that's why it's done so well. Yeah. So at the end, we talked about legacy, that God willing, our friends, our family, our network, our communities, will say that human lived a legendary life and he made a legacy of love, goodness, and sort. So that's what the book Legendary is all about. So let me, and thank you for letting me share that. Of course. Yeah, man, that's, um, that's beautifully said. It really is. It's really beautifully said. Oh, helps me understand legacy even more and that it's not about what you leave but about what you do while you're here so that you can hit that legendary status where people generations from now say my grandfather was a legend and yes. not in a, not in a destructive or, you know, derogatory or negative way, but like this guy left this path for us because of who he was and on purpose and his activities and his being and his language and self care and rituals of, of teaching or whatever. And his businesses, I, you know, dude, it, I find sometimes, and I was having this conversation with my buddy Chris Caldwell today, there is a vast majority of the population that will never know the joy 
and the mm. peace and the and the fulfillment that you and I feel in our businesses. They'll never know that. And that makes me kind of sad. Not in a like a crying way, but just I want that for people, man. I want people to know what it feels like to be really on purpose and really to have a fulfillment inside that you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to fucking change lives today. Like I'm going to yep. say things that change lives today. The way I show up for people, I'm going to I'm going to positively affect someone's life today. And that is what you're talking about. That's legendary. Yeah, that is legacy legendary. too, but that's legendary. Yeah, dude, man. But it starts with ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we've got to be selfless with ourselves, love, habits, condition, strength, courage, all the good things in order to lead others. And the truth is the two guys on this podcast, we don't have it all figured out. No, Let me no. be very transparent <laughs> of what my, my upcoming weekend is. Yeah. We've, my wife is my oak, but she's also, we're business partners in so many different things. And we've worked our ass offs to make impact and live on purpose and make a difference in ourselves and others. We're stressed the fuck out. <laughs> so we're literally going to the middle of nowhere because we built all of these systems and businesses and money and teams and we're stressed the fuck out. And we're like, <laughs> we did this to simplify our lives, but it seems really ass complicated at the moment yeah. and a lot. So we're literally getting away to figuring out how to find that simplicity, Lex complex, ask for help. Who are we missing? Who can we impact? But it starts because we're stressed out, so we're not living our truth at the moment. Yeah, Life is complicated for us at the moment, and how do we simplify? So I don't have it all figured out, but we work our ass off, and we're making the choice to go mm -hmm. away and to figure this shit out, and that is what life's all about. Yeah. We're ending on that note, buddy. We got to. <laughs> We got to, or we're going to go another hour. We're going to go another hour. My editors are going to be like, keep them to an hour. Keep them to an hour. I love it. I love it. I love Dude, it. This has been a, this has been an honor, a pleasure. It's uh, like I said, I, I, I love knowing that there are other men out there that I can model. Cause I don't have it all figured out. I might be some of an expert, but to, to a guy like you, who's got more time on task, I'm modeling after you. I don't model after what people have or what they do. I model after who people are, and I want to tell you, you listeners, rewind that and listen to it. Tommy and I both do the same thing. We do model after what people do or what they have. We model after who people are, and I model after you because of who you are, the man you are, the husband, the coach, the trainer, the man of per on purpose that you are for the world. I honor you, man, and I, I'm honored that you, you, you were on here spending an hour of your day with us to, to share wisdom and, and your legend. And that is completely received and reciprocated. And I believe the same thing about you and let's all lean in, participate in our own rescue and make a difference in ourselves in this world. Cause it's a very short life. I'm, I'm with you, brother. Thank you for that. I I'm very grateful. Absolutely. Where can people, uh, where can people find your stuff? What's your website? Uh, TommyBreedLove.com. Uh, legendary. The book is everywhere. So whatever your famous, your favorite bookstore is, whether it's audible ebook, hardback, softcover, it's everywhere. And if you want to check me out on social media, I'm at Tommy Breedlove. We're always putting out goodness, love, light, life hacks. Um, we really put goodness out there. We never put negativity. So we're trying to <laughs> reprogram social media in the light. So check us out at Tommy Breedlove, TommyBreedlove.com, or check out the book Legendary at your favorite bookstore. Love it. Brother, thank you. Thank you, audience, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.